and welcome everyone. Hello, 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 hello. My husband makes fun of me that I say that. Anyway, hello and welcome to Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the four o'clock Eastern Standard Hour. Hello and welcome to Beyond Small Talk. My name is Jackie Janik and I'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And I'm really, really honored to have our co-host this week. Her name is Diana Varco. And before we get started, I just wanted to put it out there that for this episode, while I always say it's explicit because I do drop some, you know, four-letter uh, words that not all children should hear, earmuffs for them, but there is some sensitive content around sexual violence in this conversation. So please, if, this, if that's something triggering to you, this may not be the episode for you. However, we are doing more than just talking about that. Diana is a whole lot of fun, and, I, and her show is Shattered, and that's the topic of our conversation. Diana is a solo artist using humor to heal, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So let's get her on real quickly. Oh my God, I'm so excited to have Diana on um, the Shattered show. And I was just blown away by her honesty. Oh, hello. Hi, Hi Diana. Hi, can you hear me okay? I can. How okay, are good. you? Welcome. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to, to be on Beyond Small Talk. Oh, thank you. Um, and I just wanted to say, okay, so again, everyone to know that there's some triggering content that we're going to be talking about, but that's because it is called Beyond Small Talk, and this is important conversations that women need to have. And I just, um, I started your Shattered show, the One Woman Show, which is uh, like, it literally blew me away. Um, I started the other day, and then I kept watching little pieces, and I was like, wait a minute, I got to go all back in. And I went back in, and the show is literally, you get shocked, all, you laugh, you cry. Like, I literally ran the gamut of every emotion, and I feel like that's maybe some, you'll fill us in on the purpose of it, but maybe that's what I was supposed to feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your time oh and seeing it. I really appreciate it. It is a 70 minute show. So it takes, you know, it takes some time. And I really appreciate when people go on the journey with me. Um, and so thank you. Yeah, so I just thought it was brilliant. And you'll tell us more about like why Shattered. But one quick thing what I think everybody will love is that how you brought your feelings or your emotions and gave them a voice. And I was like, oh, brilliant. After we'll go into like some of my favorites because I want to hear more that character for that feeling. So can we get started with um, like what what does shattered mean to you? Where did you like how did you even come up with that? Yeah, so the title, the whole thing, yeah. The title. Um so for Shattered, I I knew I wanted to write something about the psychological impact of sexual assault. Um I didn't really know what I was going to write and it took several years for me to get there. Um and I that's something I really tell people who do want to share their stories or even uh whether it is with in the context of an assault or whether it is another big thing that happened in their life. Um, I think it's important to let these stories grow. So for me, it took about seven years before I got to the point where I was even able to start writing my story. And it, um, it wasn't a choice really. I had just run out of excuses. So for, 
I did. I finally met my director, Jessica Lynn Johnson, and she had, um, she had a character style and she had a solo class. And so I started writing. Um, the show now for me is an important vehicle to create conversations that people couldn't hear me prior to writing my story. You know, when people step into the show and the audience, they are, they're led in in a very certain way where they're able to receive my message and they're able to go on the, you know, the, the funny, heartbreaking, uh, uplifting, devastating moments. Uh, and so I write it in a certain way to, to hopefully take care of those experiences, but also bring my experience to life. I mean, I felt like I was there with you, you know, like how you were performing it. And again, everyone, it's a one woman show and she takes you on this, her journey and I'll let you like you tell us more about your journey or what pieces you want. But it, it feels like it's centered and started. I mean, obviously, we all have these experiences as, ch as children, etc. But like as an adult. Right. And then we have this you fill us in. I don't want to give away your story and how you tell it. So oh. why did it start? Like why shattered? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was interesting because I knew that I knew the pieces I wanted to talk about. I knew I wanted to talk about, of course, the assault because I wanted to raise awareness about the psychological impact. I knew that there were um, moments in my upbringing that also co contributed to, to boundary crossing. And so it was important to bring conversation to that. But um, it, really started with a jumping off point of like, wait a minute, why do I avoid relationships? Why do I avoid intimacy? Why do I have this very strong reaction when I, whenever I get close to a human that I might be interested in? And so it's really interesting because people think that, oh, you avoid intimacy because of the assault. And that is, there, there is truth to that. There's still a lot of healing I have to do around intimacy and relationships, but there's a whole, there are so, there's so much more to the story. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to write it. I was actually, I was sitting in this chair. This is my writing chair in 2017. I had set a date and I was like, I was having a meltdown. I had all these experiences I wanted to talk about and no idea how it was going to happen. And I, I literally was praying. I was like, how am I going to do this? And that's when the character shame popped into my mind. And then after shame came in, denial came in to answer shame. And then truth came in to answer truth, uh, denial and shame. And then little by little, commentary on experiences through the voices in my mind, my shattered psyche came to be. So the first character, so again, there's 35 characters and they're all your emotions stemming from, like you said, there's been you know, many experiences through your life, but one was through the sexual assault, which you were raped. And then you, like, I think he, uh, through writing and healing and humor and acting, I can see the end, like, I'm glad, like, the ends. And you're still on the journey, of course, right? We're all still are, of course. But the first one, yes, Annabelle, so brave. It, totally, you. like, sharing this, I was, like, blown away. Not going to give it away, but also that shame was the first, one, first character, first feeling that popped in. Very interesting. Now, how did you put um, that character around shame? And would you, could you share any of it? Cause I was like, shame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and shame is, so shame is like, he's, oh, hello. I'm Diana's good friend, shame. And he's ugly and terrible and like nasty. He's so vicious to me. Um, it started as it's, of course I've done the show for four years. So that character has deepened and, um, 
I'm now writing a next chapter of Shattered where uh, I play with shame in a much different way. But it's interesting when people see the show because there's usually a voice that sticks out for them that um, has been, uh, I don't know, integral to their lives, but it's, it's the voice they hear the loudest. For me, it was shame because uh, staying in secret my whole life and staying in secret about the assault and on so many levels, shame was dominant force and so was denial. And so those are the two. And in order to do that, I brought in truth to be able to, in a way, advocate for me against these two vicious uh, characters. But they're also fun to yeah. play. Well, you seemed like you, like, so uh, for everyone to understand, so, and you have to watch it. Like, this is, like, something you have to watch. But through it, you, you bring up, like, how you said shame, then came um, truth and denial. But I found it so interesting that and curious, like, how these emotions evolve, like you said, because truth um, felt very like matter of fact you were like truth is it's the truth but i felt she had a um not as dominant or more of a softer truth voice of a little feared truth to talk versus like shame was like right out there and right up you like trying to dictate or control or be the powerful force which I could completely understand feeling shame around that yeah yeah it's it's uh interesting I think because you know when I wrote this show I didn't know what I was stepping into I didn't really uh know I didn't actually know what I was writing I just needed to get it out and I knew that shame because it's such a dominant force in my life was going to be the vehicle to tell the story. It's really fascinating that as I'm writing my next chapters, uh, in this next one, it's uh, called Rise, and truth is the vehicle that ends up bringing the show around, truth and denial. So it's interesting, as I'm going along in my work, different characters are popping up and telling their story. And I have another chapter I'm starting to write where it's all from, uh, it's me sitting down with fear, um, fear mm. you see in Shattered very briefly uh, after the assault, there's a moment where my mind attacks me um, because that's really how it felt. And I would love to tell people that that ends. In my experience, it's been something that I've learned to manage and it's gotten better as the years have gone on, but I still have to identify those voices in my life and make sure I hold on to my truth as opposed to getting carried away by shame or getting carried away by fear. So fear is a, um, it's very briefly in Shattered, but it's a little fear bat. And it goes, <laughs> so it's like this, this little bat that I, I love. I'm starting to work with that character too. And that's, that's, that's so scary. Cause I don't think fear. I get, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that, it feels like that emotion. And I talk about um, before this too, that I work with my clients to have them write letters to fear and to give fear has always been like my one thing that I keep writing and talking to. And I give her a voice, but it never dawned on me to give all the other emotions out there a voice. Right. So, and can I share one of my favorite characters? Yeah. Well, characters. I, I love more characters, but think of feelings. I love it. That's my favorite part of talking to people after the show is like, Oh, what was your, what was your character? So, because I liked how you give them voices 
and um, different voices. And since I'm a New Yorker, you gave security. So security popped up a lot for me because when you thought of security, I did think of a big New York bouncer. And that's the voice you gave them, very New York style. And I was like, and at the end, like, you know, security was always there for you. And then, but it, security felt like it let you down. Yeah. 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 It, and it was just so interesting to be like the security, like, so all of our feelings kind of have like this yin yang or can play multiple roles or like, I never even thought of my feelings of security can be, have feelings within the feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, in my show, security really tried and security um, did step up for me. There have been times in my life, one of the parts of the show um, I'm in, in, this is a, a, I'm just going to say it's a, a moment that's really hard to go through. So if anyone is, you know, content warning, just, just so you know, there's a moment in the show where um, I do almost get, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on a public street and it's like a very stranger danger moment. And my instinct, my security kicked in and I got out of it. So there are moments when security was on, on the game and knew and protected me. And there are, almost, there are also moments in my life where security led me, uh, wasn't necessarily there. And it's not security's fault. It's that um, I didn't see it coming, you know, I didn't, I, or I was misguided in some ways. Um, I, security in the show, he's a cow. <laughs> he's like a, new, oh, it's a cow. It's like a New York, it's like a, he's like, Oh, I tried. He's and I thank you for saying that you like the New York accent because I'm not a New Yorker, so I was trying to do that. Like in my mind, it was like a a, a meaning well, like almost big older brother that like tries and doesn't always know the right thing to do, but like he loves you and like <laughs> and he's a cow. A lot of the characters. Oh, are I didn't actually, know that they had yeah. like uh, okay. Yeah. A lot of the characters are animation oh. characters. They're like, like security is a cow, truth is a turtle, and that for me is really fun because I shame is a cockroach. Um, so it's it's fun to for me. Oh my god, that's brilliant! And like and you saying that, I could see them like that. Like I can see because your voice and how so everyone knows like you're. Everyone has a voice. Everyone kind of has movement, too, or specific way that they move, which I thought was really interesting, too. Um, I loved how um, also you threw in humor. So this is a hard, again, content warning around sexual assault and, you know, other things that happen to your life are all feel um, in that moment heavy, obviously, super heavy and super like, oh, my God, like, you're really seen in this, like... You yeah. are so seen that it takes a lot of courage and like vulnerability to get there. Um, how did you pump yourself up to do that? Like, how did you say, I'm putting myself out there like that? Like, that's, you put yourself out there, girl. Like, oh, I see you, you and I hear you and I feel you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it wasn't, uh, I ran out of excuses. <laughs> I, I did. I, I, the shame and the silence was so overwhelming in my life that I had to get the story out. And I feel like that first, the first time I premiered it in 2017, I felt like that show was for me to tell these secrets that have been like 
dominating my life for a long time, even in my adult life. I feel like after I do it, after I've done it, the show has more taken on a life as a, as a conversation topic for other people and to open up these very hard conversations. Um, so that brings me purpose in, in stepping onto the stage. Um, I do also feel the little characters percolating up whenever I get close to having to, per to perform it. Uh, they're fun to play. So that's like, even though we're talking about really awful things, they're fun to play. So it's like certain parts of me want to get to the stage, but me as Diana is like, oh gosh, I can't say these things that I'm going to say. Um, and of course, I've also set a date, so I have to. <laughs> um, but it's, I'm like, well, you have an audience coming. Um, and my director, it's so funny, Jessica Lynn Johnson, um, the last show we did, I looked at her and I go, do you want to go on stage for me? Do you? So I think that's a really important part of the story is that there are pieces of me that want to share and know how important it is to share, but there's also big parts of me that resist because this is a difficult place to go. Um, the humor is my, uh, has humors and characters have always been my coping mechanism. And so it was important to me to put that in there too. Um, to take care of the audience in some ways, but also take care of myself. And also um, it takes the commentary to another level. Um, there's one moment where I, I talk about the dress I was wearing the night that I was assaulted. And I'm able to reframe the conversation on, the, the broad conversation in society on like, oh, well, what were you wearing? That's a common thing that's always thrown out. And in my situation, I was wearing a, a really beautiful dress that made me feel amazing. And so I'm able to use comedy to turn that conversation of, quote unquote, what were you wearing on its head in a, an impactful way. 100%. And I, thanks for pointing that out. Um, that that was starting a conversation. You've started so many conversations within um, the show, yet that one of, I got that too. And I was like, because that's the first thing people are going to say, not everybody, but that's a common thing. Oh, she was assaulted. Well, what was she wearing? Like yeah. that shouldn't even be a question. So giving even the dress had a voice because it wasn't the dress's fault. Like why, why is that the first thing that comes to some people's mind when women are assaulted? It doesn't matter what you're wearing, right? So mm -hmm. um, I, it was nice to see that the dress was like, <laughs> I, the dress made you feel beautiful and sexy and like wanted to like have a good time. It, wasn't saying I'm an invitation to come assault me, right? Yeah. So it was just nice, right? And I'm I'm glad that you shared that portion. And of course, feel free to share whatever portion you want. I don't want to give away too much of the show because mm -hmm. everyone must go and watch and I'll say the dates. But um, yeah, that part was interesting. And I forgot who blamed the dress. Yes, yes. So uh, we, I talk, in the show, I talk about, you know, my process of building up courage to wear the dress because it did make me feel sexy and made me feel beautiful, which is hard for me. I've never, I've never really owned that piece of myself. Um, in growing up in my family dynamic, um, women were really not supposed to be seen and definitely not supposed to be seen as sexy and definitely not supposed to be seen as beautiful. And um, it's not really in this piece, but it's in another piece where, um, when I was in third grade, I wasn't allowed to wear dresses. 
I just wasn't allowed to wear them. And all the girls in uh, all the girls in elementary school would wear dresses. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I want to feel beautiful too. Um, so I would put them in my backpack and wear them at baby, <laughs> to my babysitter. Anyway, <laughs> about the show. So um, I, in Shattered, I talk about my process of coming to find confidence in wearing the dress. And then I was unfortunately assaulted. So we end up creating commentary on the dress uh, around shame is the one that then puts the dress on trial and uh, tells the dress that it's all her fault and da da da. And then the dress is able to respond back to shame, which is one of my favorite parts of the show is that, and I think it's an important piece in just being human is that shame or whatever really hard feelings that we all feel, we have the ability to respond back. And I think we forget that. Um, but now as I move forward and I work with these characters, I really love the response that I'm able to stand up for myself within myself, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, totally. It's like you're standing up to yourself who is your, the part of you that's shame. Like, so I'm very visual. So when I think of like, almost like my paper behind me, that each section of it is a different part of me, right? And one could say something to the other, you know, chin check you or, you know, or cry or like make you cry or make you laugh or all that. And I think, no, that makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense. And um, I mean, the whole show starts a conversation, but there's like a bajillion little conversations within the show that's generated to, you know, stretch people yeah. women and men to have harder conversations and that's the part that I love and I'm glad you're on beyond small talk because I want to stretch people to have this kind of conversation that sexual assaults happen all the time I don't know the statistics but I, yeah it happens all the time and so many women I'm assuming with shame hide and don't tell their stories and don't tell their truths so just you being able to do that, that helps other women. I've read one place is like, your story is another woman's roadmap to healing. And I was like, um, oh my God. I think it was Brene Brown. I read a lot of her stuff. So, and I heard <laughs> you think, um, can you share any other part of Shattered? Like, what is your, any other favorite moments? Yeah, um, and I will say too, that uh, it's been interesting to me um, that, I wrote this show before a lot of the, um, before, you know, when the Me Too movement exploded on the internet, of course it was started, you know, a decade before by Toronto Burke and they're doing some really important work right now too with uh, really highlighting black survivors and survivors of color um, and people who might not always be uh, in the, the forefront of the conversation. So I think that it's really important to um, highlight that I didn't realize as I was doing these conversations or having these pinpoint moments of my life, I didn't realize that I was tapping into a much bigger conversation on consent in general. So, um, you know, uh, I talk about a moment where like I have a, a director that crossed boundaries. Um, I don't think that they even knew they were doing that, but that I've also talked to people in the theater that are like, oh my gosh, that happened to me. So um, there are so many little conversations within big conversations, just like you talked about. And I think that um, sharing my story and allowing people, regardless of their, their background or how they identify, um, I'm finding that it's so much more prevalent than I knew. And there are also so many more layers to getting access and being heard 
than I knew also. So um, that's a very long-winded way to get to your, your question about my favorite <laughs> part of the show. Um, one of my favorite parts is definitely, um, I think it's when my mind attacks me because I think uh, I have a moment right after the assault where um, Shane comes in and is the ringleader to bring in guilt and fear and denial. And um, I talk about uh, malad maladapting coping mechanisms like addiction, different things like that. Um, I'm able to bring forth the really dark moments of my experience, which I sometimes feel a little apologetic to the audience that I'm doing that. But at the same time, I couldn't, I can't edit out those pieces because that's, these are all pieces of the conversation that are really important to, to be heard. So and that's your story. Yeah. Like, that's what happened. And I think the hardest pieces or because sometimes was as the audience, um, a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I think you need to make people uncomfortable because that's where, you know, there's the growth. That's where the change, that's where the conversations. And also this is like you said, it's the healing for you. So if other people can sit in the room and stand it, they're welcome to leave, you know, maybe yeah. they're not ready. Some people aren't ready, which is fine. But the ones that are, um, I think you move the audience to think, really think hard and, look at themselves and how they behave around this. I mean, yes, I'm a woman. I'm 45 years old. I've been in corporate America for a really long time. Has there been inappropriateness? Or, of course, I'm ha I've never been assaulted. But has there been inappropriateness? 100%. Yes. I don't think any woman in their 40s could honestly say that they haven't had an inappropriate interaction. Oh, um, yeah pushed on them by a man. I, I, I just don't know. Right. No. no. And I think, you know, even in the, when, even the whole conversation on catcalling, when that started to really gain traction a couple of years ago, I was like, Oh yes, that is a problem. You're right. Like I wasn't even aware of a lot of the, the layers. Yeah. Right. Dana, you said everyone has a me too story of some sort. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it just takes continuing to share these stories um, without the shame, the fear, the judgment, because I'm sure, like you said, um, how shame blamed the dress for why you, you know, for your assault that did you have any people in your life do that to you? I was very lucky. Um, I've been very lucky that I had really amazing friends around me. Um, I do in the show, I talk uh, very briefly about different things that people said, whether they meant to or not, that were really harmful. Um, but my close friends around me and even, even ones now are, are right there with me. I have some friends that come to every single show. I have like my one of my cousins is, uh, he's a second cousin, my cousin, Brian, <laughs> shout out, Brian. He, he comes to, he, I think he's seen the show like five or six times. And, you know, I have other friends, um, that have seen the show every single time. So I have a good support network around me. Um, I think I get really afraid of what people are going to say. And as I've moved out, when I took the show to Edinburgh, I did get some negativity back. Um, because I think that it, was pushing the limits of what people thought was appropriate to talk about. Um, and so that is really hard for me, but I've, 
I've been really lucky in the people around me. And I don't know if every awesome. survivor can say that. Um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, I, and I think that that also highlights an important thing is that it's really hard for me to talk about these things and to these topics and to bring my story out there, even with support. So people who have maybe don't have the same support, like it's even harder for them. So I think that it's, it's um, really important to highlight that. For sure. I talk about um, a circle support, creating a circle support and different type of people fill different types of needs for different types of either conversations or situations and not one person can fill everything for you, you know, like impossible, but um, that's wonderful that you do. And um, so what's next? So you say you're working on a new thing and I don't want to say the end of the show, but I love that it was ended more on a, you know, it was like your journey and where it's kind of going next and the ending song and everything just felt so, um, oh, what's the word? I felt like, I, why is faith coming to my mind? Like I didn't see faith in the, in the, um, as a feeling. I didn't hear that as the one that, did I hear faith in there? Did you have faith? Faith is not, but can I make a character yeah. for my next? <laughs> yes. Faith Feel is free not. free to have this whole accent on faith. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. No, faith isn't in there, but, um, and me, it is a very hopeful ending. And so I want to tell, I want people to be aware of that, that like, yes, we go into really some dark places. And even beyond the assault, I, I do go into uh, childhood experiences and, and uh, interper interpersonal um, violence uh, that also impacted my, my view of intimacy. And I think that there are a lot of people who experience that in the home. Um, and, but the second half of the show is all about post-traumatic growth. So it's all about the ways that we heal ourselves, the ways that we, we cope and get through these things. So uh, yes, Faith is not actually a character, but it might be in the next ones. Um, I <laughs> Did you call it post-traumatic growth? Post-traumatic growth, yeah. I love that. Is that, a, is that like a, did you make that, is that your no, term or is I that did, a term? No, I did not. I didn't make it up. It's, uh, I don't even know where I saw it. I saw it a couple years ago, I think. But yes, post-traumatic growth. That is so, that's, I totally yeah. understand that, right? So, so the growth process, because after the assault, intimate relationships must have felt challenging of like how to navigate that world. Yeah, and I, I do have to say that they still are very difficult. And there are, you know, moments where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I feel like this didn't even happen, but, 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 but then I'll have, you know, if a person's walking behind me, I have to cross the street because I have panic attack. So even this far out, there are still moments that I'm like, oh, I'm not, you know, and I haven't dated start since doing the show. I mean, I didn't even really recognize that I hadn't dated or had intimate partner relationships. Um, I think it's because I excavated so much trauma that I haven't really been able to have relationships yet however i'm starting to learn about attachment theory and so um and in relation to to trauma and i think once i'm able to like set up the things that i need and really go into it slowly i will be able to, to have more relationships um, i have a lot of great friends but as far as intimacy it's been very hard and i think that um 
COVID has actually helped. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make light of COVID. <laughs> COVID is awful yeah, like, in every way. I'm not saying that it is. But people having to wear masks, people having to keep a distance, people, you know, first dates being on Zoom, all these things, uh, you know, we're not going to automatically get physical. We're, and because I'm, I'm sure a lot of women, if, if you set up boundaries often with trying to get physical, sometimes there is comments or backlash, you know? Um, mm -hmm. so, you, so in some ways I'm like, oh, COVID is great for a person who's anxious about dating. <laughs> One book. <laughs> One thing that we yeah. got out of it. I mean, although oh it, it is horrible, I don't want to make life yeah. COVID in any way, shape or form. And real quick, I want to throw out one more character that I liked at the end, self-respect. I loved yes. her. Oh, she's good. She's a dinosaur. I think she's a dinosaur. Oh, she's a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't picture her as a dinosaur because she, she felt very valley girl. And I was like, self-respect. Uh, and I just liked how she delivered self-respect with humor and, like, she had a real message, yet it wasn't, like, banging it on your head. It's, like, wake up, this is self-respect. Yeah. Yeah, and she's, like, she's, like, Diana, no. What are you doing? No. No, Diana, no. I love, I love her. She's very, she's very, um, you know, it's so funny because these characters are part of Shattered. Um, but I use them in my daily life, too. So I'll do things, I'll do things and I'll be like, oh, that's not, that's not really, uh, let's say um, one time I, I took a temp job that wasn't really going to pay me what I needed to for my time. And I popped into self-respect and she was like, Diana, your time is more valuable. And it's, so it's funny because these characters are part of Shattered, but they're also able to pop into my life and give me commentary and perspective to be like oh yeah right this is we can do we can we can value our time thank you self-respect but yeah she's a dinosaur she's Brilliant. got like a big tail uh, <laughs> I did I, I thought of her a little more chicer than that but yeah. she can be a dinosaur <laughs> that's awesome but she has uh, she like wears lipstick like she's a dinosaur that like wears lipstick and has a bow and like you know she's very pretty dinosaur like a she's cute. a pretty dinosaur um, yeah yeah, I tiny purse. Like, <laughs> um, we could go all day with this one, right? Because I, I really, really liked her. She was just like, I don't know. And I think that it's really important that you say, give yourself your own commentary. I think that's like so brilliant. I mean, a lot of us, I talk to myself, to anyone else. Like we have last week on um, Beyond Small Talk, we were talking about negative uh, self-talk so I'm sure that could fall under like shame falls under there maybe denial and um judgment or something like that yeah. but then there's also like who's pumping you up it should be self-respect walks in the door and she's just like okay <laughs> yeah she's like Diana you're right I love how you you're right. It's like you're so awesome. I encourage everybody, like, go out and get yourself some emotions, give them a name, put some characters to them. Like, it just feels like you're having fun and having the card conversations. Like, you can do both. You can have a little humor and fun and have these conversations. They're not exclusive. And I think that's what you really bring to the table so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they... 
Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I think we froze. Um, no, thank you so much. I think that it's, um, it's able to, the characters allow me to have those hard conversations, but have a moment of levity, give myself like a breath, you know, and even sometimes I know I'm, I'm human. So I hope I'm not the only one, or I guess I hope I am the only one that has, you know, ruminating thoughts or, or things they worry about. Like I, um, I will use then sometimes those characters to take a break from those, uh, moments where I worry, you know, I'll have self-respect pop in and it allows me just like not take myself so seriously, even in hard, hard moments. Absolutely. That is such a great tip. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining Beyond Small Talk and everybody shattered. And I have right here, I'm going to include, um, in the post of this story on the IGTV, but your next screening via live is April 18th. Yes, yes, we will be streaming at 6B10. It. Oh, so exciting. So I'm going to put the links in here. Everyone must go and watch or follow Diana at Diana Varco and get the additional shows because you have a bunch coming up, which is so April 9th, April 18th. So there's tons of opportunity, everyone, to go out and watch Shattered. And we are so excited to look to your next one as well coming up. And if Faith makes an entrance. <laughs> now, Faith, I make love it like that. this. I love that. I love that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was really great to talk to you. And, and thank you everyone for joining. You too. So be on small talk every Thursday at the four o'clock Eastern standard hour. And if you couldn't catch this live and you should really replay it, Apple pod, Spotify, audible, or YouTube, catch us there again. Thank you so much, Diana. Thank you. Thank you everyone. Bye. Bye.